4: It is our number three of the early line live right here on this Tuesday on SportsGrid. I am Ben, he is Donnie, and we get you set for a new NBA season tipping off tonight. The Denver Nuggets will hoist that first ever. NBA championship banner in organization history tonight in the Mile High City. They welcome in the L.A. Lakers, a virtual pick up in San Francisco in our second of the doubleheader to start off this NBA season between the Warriors and the Suns. Donnie, those are four teams out of the Western Conference that feels up in the air and stacked At the top. We'll break it down here in just a moment. But it's also game seven of the National League Championship Series, a full blown preview coming your way up next here with DRS and Craig Mesh. So, Donnie, a ton to get to here in this final hour. It is going to be a good
5: time. I believe the great Sade once said this famously. I could be a little bit wrong on this. This is no ordinary night. I believe that's how it went here. So, not any ordinary nights around here, Ben. We are looking forward to it tonight.
4: Oh, ordinary life is what yeah, our producer, Joe Frizzo, just chipped in. But, hey, he's and not he's the wrong. singer in this group. It is Donnie Wright's side. So, Donnie, to get people excited for this new he for this wrong. new season in the now, NBA, stop talking in our ears. Yeah, ben, okay, go yeah, ahead.
5: Yeah, Ben, hold on. Oh, hold on real quick. Now, yeah, the yeah. producer jumps in your ears. You're going to correct me Thanks. on an eighty song, which I sung wrong on purpose. Then you try to correct me behind the scenes and get it wrong. That's a double down here. Ben, yeah. you're right. Skull. That's that, that's a,
4: That's why we got to stay out, right? Let us focus on what we're doing here. And only if we say, if my producer, insert John yes. James or Joe Frizzo, can get in my ear to let me know what's happening. That's when we need the communication. A shout! A shout out! What? Anyway, as we keep it rolling here, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience to our number three of the early line live right here on this Tuesday all across Sirius XM channel 159 and our radio terrestrial affiliates. So, Donnie, to try to build that excitement for this new NBA season, we asked the public, which one of these big storylines entering a new year are you most excited for? Is it the battle between the Bucks and the Celtics once again, as we saw last year for the top seed in the Eastern Conference? Is it the new in-season tournament trying to spark more interest in regular season games and more investment perhaps for teams (laughs) around the association is it a wild west that features a ton of teams in contention for the conference championship or is it a new era in the arrival of victor Wembanyama to the nba as a member of the san antonio spurs donnie the public right now saying it's wemby's arrival around 32 percent but donnie what are you most excited for in this new nba campaign
5: yeah, a few moments ago before the commercial break, we actually had the Wild West as the leader in the clubhouse here, which oh. is the way I voted here, because I'm really excited about the Western Conference here. But the reason why I thought they nailed it is, yeah, we're excited about Webinyama's arrival, no doubt about it. The Bucks celtics yeah, who's not going to be excited for that? But coming in dead last year, and rightfully so, nobody is excited for the in-game tournament where nobody understands who's playing each other, where they're playing each other, what it actually means, will the NBA players take care of this? You're just stealing money NBA from your fan base here for some ridiculous in-season tournament that doesn't mean anything so shout out the people voting who bypassed it and by wide margins the in-season tournament coming in in dead last why who cares about that and why Ben is it even here
4: Well, I think it's there, Donnie, to try to entice people to play to incentivize motivation of regular season games to have another made for television event that brings in dollars for the league as a whole. Donnie, are you not excited for regular season games that will also be tabbed as in-season tournament games?
5: Let let me tell you something about the superstars in the NBA. Let's just go with Giannis as Dave was on with us here, right? What were we talking about? Maybe he's making 60, let's just say plus million a year on the court, probably another $40 million a year off the court. You tell me Giannis is getting up for a December game. That's going to break him off an extra 50,000 bucks. If he wins it here, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James and the Lakers get to the final of the in-game tournament and go, you know what? Maintenance night tonight, because you know, we can't play two games in three nights here. That's what's going to happen. Congratulations. So the,
4: Donnie, that's a big component of this season. The new 65-game minimum to be in consideration for NBA awards at the end of the year. The added incentives to take regular season games seriously to try to nix out some of what we have seen in the last half decade as load management has been on the rise. It will be interesting to see how coaching staffs then evaluate each and every game, what the motivation is, if any, and how they schedule out that rest for superstar players. It doesn't mean we're about to see Giannis or Luka or Jokic or LeBron or AD or Kawhi or KD play all 82 games, but how is it structured in this 82-game regular season in the NBA with those added incentives? Again, the four by the way of the in-season tournament three groups in each conference six in total each group made up of five teams you will be in pool play it all culminates with a final four a semifinal game and a championship game of the in-season tournament in early December in Las Vegas so that's where things are right now DRS and as you saw right there it's not like the in-season tournament is going to allow the insert team here that's not going to contend for an NBA championship to win the in-season tournament at least based on the odds it's still the heavy hitters leading the way it's not like it's going to favor the Indiana Pacers because they take the regular season more seriously than that of the Boston Celtics Donnie when you look around the NBA though and you look at the Western Conference we see four teams in a doubleheader tonight all facing off four teams that have four of the best prices to win the west the nuggets again will host the lakers as a five and a half point favorite denver a co-favorite out west the phoenix suns travel to san francisco to take on the warriors the suns one of those co-favorites the lakers and the dubs tied for the third best price both at plus 750 donnie what do you hope to see on this opening night of a new nba campaign
5: Good basketball, man. Sometimes just getting it back in front of us is so much fun. Like we wait for that long drought in the NFL. It's like, man, that Thursday football game is so much fun to watch it kick off that we saw with Kansas City and Detroit. You get those same vibes. And there's a lot of things the NDA does to anger its own fan base. But as I said again, The one thing they do right is when there is a big night, they provide those big nights. Lakers, Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, Warriors, back-to-back tonight, that is sensational. If you are an NBA fan or just a sporting fan, you are going to be tuned in and checking out, at least flipping through to see what's what. It's fun to see the superstars back in action. It almost feels like the NBA Finals were just a few short weeks ago, but my goodness, I can't wait to watch it and see how it prevails tonight, and away we go in a long season.
4: It's a rematch of the Western Conference Finals of course between Denver and Los Angeles where the Nuggets swept the Lakers and despite that Anthony Davis had some interesting comments about the Nuggets and the crap they talked afterward or the comments that they made which I'm not entirely sure what he was referring to I guess Michael Malone took a jab at the Lakers throughout the NBA championship parade. Whatever. It all gets started tonight. I know. I didn't really think so either, John Shames. Thanks for getting in our ear one final time. Game 7, a preview in Philadelphia.
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: for the second consecutive day the two best words in sports game seven tonight in philadelphia it is game number seven of the national league championship series between the phillies and and the diamondbacks both teams just one win away from a world series appearance to take on the texas rangers donnie this is the first time in a full mlb season since 2004 nearly two decades we see both of the league championship series reach a seventh and final winner take all game we are the lucky ones for a second consecutive night of a seventh game in the lcs maybe donnie right side not as lucky has to to stay up a little bit late tonight to take Mm -hmm. on and see all that philadelphia will bring to the bank as they welcome in arizona so drs let's start with the line now minus 168 that money line price in favor of philadelphia the total at eight and a half brandon fought gets the start for arizona the young kid the 23 year old that was sensational in game number three as the d-backs got their first win of the nlcs in the opening game in phoenix ranger suarez though donnie has been great for philadelphia the last two postseason runs he starts game number seven tonight the Phils, a minus 168 favorite the over under eight and a half donnie right side where do you begin
5: Here's where we begin tonight. It's still home field advantage at Citizens Bank Park. That's going to help the Philadelphia Phillies, but it really helps if you get an early lead. Now, also talking from a Phillies perspective, we'll get to the Diamondbacks and some good pointers we can bring out for them. But Brandon Ford has been unbelievable in the playoffs. But also Brandon Ford has been unbelievable in the playoffs when facing a team just once, like for that first time through the rotation. And then yeah. let's just say you clinch the series and move on. The reason what I'm getting at here is Ford was unbelievable against the Philadelphia Phillies in Arizona. Quite frankly, I thought he should have stayed in the baseball game. What did he throw? About 68, 69 pitches, exit after five, and was striking at the Phillies at an incredible clip. Why? They've never seen him before, and his stuff was electric that night. But now you're coming second time around. It's almost like if you take a, a single game, Ben, is a microcosm, right? You see in the playoffs all the time, hey, look, we don't want you to go a third time around the order because they can catch up to the pitch and they see what you have. That's why some of these guys are getting brought out of the game. But the Phillies now are going into this game knowing, having film, and faced him in real time to make those adjustments. We'll see if they do. Ranger Suarez equally here. If you're looking for a maybe playoff MVP, if you get your third starter yeah. to perform the way Ranger Suarez has performed, that's been incredible. So we'll see if that also holds up. But Rangers-wise, a little bit more of a veteran presence here than opposed to Brandon fought. So if we're looking just to start the yeah. game off here, I love what Fort has done, but it'll be interesting to see in a different environment at home with loud fans and a lineup that's seen him before. Can he perform, Ben, yeah. the same way he did earlier in the series?
4: So fought the 25-year-old from Louisville, Kentucky, is going to get the start in this game, DRS. The last 10 innings of work against the Dodgers and the Phils, five and two-thirds in game number three, against the Fightins. he has not allowed a single run, and he has only allowed a combined four hits. 10 innings against L.A. and Philadelphia, and only gave up four hits in total and not a single earned run. Did strike out 9 as well in game number 3 in Phoenix against Philadelphia. But on the other side DRS, it was a pitcher's duel. Ranger Suarez only allowed 3 hits in 5 and a third and did not allow a single run, walking just one, striking out 7. Ranger Suarez as you saw right there, three starts this October for Philadelphia, a 0.64 ERA. Yeah. Let's go back last year for what Suarez did in the Phil's run to a World Series. A 2-0 record, a 1-2-3 ERA. He threw 14 and two-thirds innings. And, Donnie, in the World Series against the Astros, five innings of work, shut out baseball, only allowing three hits. Ranger Suarez is not unaccustomed i guess you could say drs to these big spots game seven is a different animal either your season comes to a close or you win your second consecutive national league pennant and appear in your second straight world series but i think you have to give the edge in this monumental of a moment at home in the bank with the entire atmosphere environment and crowd behind him to ranger suarez
5: now, keep your mind on this, too, here. And I think Ranger Suarez is going to be solid tonight, and Fod has a chance to do that as well. This is going to come down to your superstars in the biggest moments. What did you see from the Texas Rangers? Dolas Garcia and Corey Seager step up yesterday, banging baseballs into the seats. That's how you win here. But having said that, Toy Lavello the manager here for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you saw it on the broadcast yesterday. They're usually fed information before the game. Don't share it. While the game is playing out, you can explain it to the people. I believe the first four at-bats combined for Schwarber and Harper resulted in walks. It worked like a charm. Basically, what they're saying is, look, I'm not throwing a fastball to start the game down Broadway for Schwerber to go down one to nothing. And we're not going to throw the leverage in a high leverage situation, Harper in a high leverage situation either. So what they did is go, let's walk Harper, let's walk Schwarber, and see what happens here. And you saw, Boehm, Stott, just not up to the task here. If you're going to look at superstars here, they might take the bats out of the superstars' hands tonight from a Phillies perspective and force the other guys to win. Now, Stott has been quality this season. So is Boehm. But in the biggest moments here, they're coming up really short. So if I'm looking from a betting perspective tonight, you say to yourself, Donnie, like last night, I thought Schwarber and Harper had legitimate chances to get RBI. Neither one of them got it because you're basically pitching it around, which means those guys will be on bases for the Trey Turners, the Alec Bones, the Bryson Stotts here tonight. So I would switch things up. Even though the hot bats are Schwarber and Harper, I'm looking behind those guys because if you're not going to pitch to them, runners on base are keys to the equation for RBI. So in the biggest moments where you want your superstars to step up, I'm not so sure if the bats, even going to be in the hands of Schwarber and Harper tonight
4: yeah the top three Donnie as you made the point when you have Schwarber into Trey Turner into Bryce Harper 0 for 9 last night four strikeouts yeah. among them they did draw three walks Bryce Harper three walks. Or, excuse me Kyle Schwarber had two of those three when you add Nick Castellanos who of course has been red hot in this red October he was 0 for 4 last night as well yeah. two strikeouts 0 for 13 in those big bats that have come to lead the way for Philadelphia Schwarber Turner Harper Castellanos last night in a game seven spot Donnie that can't happen on the other side though there has been no hotter bat in this postseason run for the Diamondbacks than Ketel Marte has a hit in all 11 games for the D-backs here in this postseason 18 hits in total two for five yesterday DRS with to ribby so as you look at the odds you highlighted who is going to maybe do the most damage for philadelphia how big is it for suarez to take care of the top of the order for arizona corbin carroll and mainly could Marte.
5: Yeah, you're going to have to keep those guys under wraps. It seems like every time Marte comes up, it's an automatic base hit. So maybe the Phillies should be taking a page out of the playbook of the Arizona Diamondbacks and saying, your hottest hitter, he's not even going to swing the bat. We'll just put him on first base. The one thing I do love about Ranger Suarez, he's an unbelievable fielder. Now, the reason I'm bringing that up is not because I don't think it's key that he's going to stop a ground ball or two and throw it over the first base, but it's calm, cool, it's collective. Have you watched Ranger Suarez in the playoffs field day baseball here? Literally take 10 seconds, it feels like, with the baseball and calmly throw a strike to first base. He's built for this environment tonight. You saw when he pitched against the Atlanta Braves and came out early how upset he was. They're not going to do that to him tonight. If he is pitching well, he will go legitimately to the fifth or sixth inning tonight before you build that bridge to your bullpen in hopes of a championship here in the league championship series. I'm excited to watch it play out. Very nervous from a Phillies perspective. We're not getting the true aces on the mound, but my goodness, both of these pitchers performing just like aces here in a game seven. And here we go tonight. Citizen's bank ballpark certainly going to be on fire then
4: it might not be zach versus zach wheeler versus gallon it might not be Nola and merrill kelly once again but with the level of pitching that we saw on the mound in phoenix on thursday in game number three we can see that once again here in game number seven tonight in philadelphia ranger suarez and brandon fought uh, 11 innings pitched between them on Uh, thursday of this past week did not allow a single run in only five hits that is game number seven Tonight in Philadelphia, and again, the Rangers await, Donnie. Texas right now, the odds-on favorite to win a World Series at minus 136. The Rangers are going to have home field advantage. They swept the Phils in the very opening series of the year. A better record than that of Arizona throughout the regular season. An NBA preview. Season long and then open with night new season in the association begins tonight. A doubleheader of games. A ton of teams in action tomorrow. So we do two things here on this Tuesday on the early line. We take the season-long approach. Everything you need to know before 2023-24 tips in the NBA. And then, of course, a preview of the doubleheader of action we have out in the Western Conference on this Tuesday night. We do that here on the early line with our coach, James Young joining us to get you ready for a new season in basketball. J.Y., thank you for joining us here on T.E.L. Glad to get things rolling with you. We do, though. And them score four points a game. We got okay. basketball
7: season. Well, it's time to talk hoops, fellas. Good morning.
4: Yeah, certainly so. Let's slander Iowa football not slander Bradley Beal for missing the opening night of this NBA (laughs) season. But we'll save that. That's neither here nor there. All right, JY, let's talk big picture, though. And as you look at the championship odds around the association, it's clear to see there's a big four. Two teams out of the East with the same price who are co-favorites in the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee and Boston. Two teams out of the West with the same price that are co-favorites to win the Western Conference title in Phoenix and Denver. So let's start out East, JY, where one of the themes last year was the battle for the top spot between the Bucs and the Celtics. Back and forth, back and forth it went throughout most of the NBA regular season before Milwaukee took a stronghold in the final few weeks. It didn't help the Bucs. They lost to the Heat in the 1-8 matchup in the opening round. The Heat ended up beating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. So JY's you look at the Eastern Conference odds entering this new year what's your evaluation
7: there really is a big two and and it's gonna be interesting to see Ben because to me you're gonna have transitions on both sides let's start with Milwaukee obviously they get knocked out in five games in the first round of series versus Heat, like you just said but they weren't healthy Chris Milton only played 33 games you run it back with Middleton obviously Giannis in a bad mood you re-sign Brooke Lopez Bobby Portis comes back and then you swing and make the big trade and bring in Damian Lillard as really, at times, guys, let's be honest, a closer for Milwaukee. Because I think mm-hmm. that could be the concern when Milwaukee is late game shot creation um, when you have someone like Milton that's not been healthy, and Giannis, who really isn't a closer because of his ability not to knock down perimeter jump shots with consistency. But there are questions, Ben, and I, I think there's questions across the board. Uh, in the Eastern Conference when it's Milwaukee you got to look at the fact that they are bringing in Adrian Griffin as a first year head coach not only that sneaky news come out last week Terry Stotts experienced coach on the bench hoodie coach in Portland Damian Lillard Damian Lillard gets traded Terry Stotts then steps down interesting development right there so you're gonna Mm. look at a team that's gonna have to find their way not just with their superstars but a rookie head coach. But are they the class of the Eastwood Boston team? Absolutely.
5: Let's take a look at the West, coach, because it's fantastic to me. Seven teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook within 13-1 to price to win the Western Conference. Feels like the Big 12 basketball all over again in NCAA action. You got the Nuggets, Suns, Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Clippers, along with the Mavericks here. Front running, of course, but let's settle in. The NBA champions of last year, the Denver Nuggets, leaders in the clubhouse, tied with the Phoenix Suns at a plus 270 price. Give me the outlook for the Nuggets and their chance to repeat how hungry they will be and maybe some of the hurdles they'll have in the West this year coach
7: well the hurdle is Donnie is they become the hunted not the hunter I mean let's be honest with you they're the ones that held up the trophy at the end of the year but they got some things to worry about here. I think the Bruce Brown, Jeff Green losing him. I think they could hurt them more than people think. It's about the depth. A guy like Christian Brown's going to have to step up tremendously. He did have some good moments uh, during the NBA finals. I think particularly, I think it was game three or game four in Miami where Christian Brown played really, really big minutes in the fourth quarter, but you got the Joker. You got Murray. Another year removed from uh, injury uh, with the ACL obviously being back and playing the full year. But to me, this season for Denver really is going to have to hinge on the improvement of Michael Porter Jr. And I'm not talking to him as just as a straight shooter. It's his ability to create, his ability to muck it up and get in there and defend. That's why I actually like uh, his rebound prop have five and a half, Michael Porter Jr. So they will be interesting. But Donnie, like, you're right. You can really look at the West and you can make an argument. Phoenix, if they can stay healthy, can they win it? Absolutely. Can the Lakers win it? They have arguably some of the best depth. Can Golden State make one last run? Absolutely. Will Memphis show maturity? And then obviously with the Clippers, will will PG and, and Kawhi play the whole year? So it's gonna be very interesting in that Western Conference because you really can make a case of any one of those 17, six or seven teams to win it, but to me. If the Lakers are healthy, if the Lakers are healthy with that depth, I you got to remember, folks, they played Denver as close as anybody in the playoffs, and you could argue with better four quarter performances, they could have beat Denver. The Lakers at seven and a half to one to winning the Western Conference is very, very enticing.
4: So they did keep those games close and competitive against the Denver Nuggets, but the Nuggets still swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. So, J.Y., as you look at the Western Conference odds, and we see all of those teams from the Pacific Division. Again, divisions don't really matter in the NBA. It's not like in the NFL. If you win your division, you automatically qualify for the postseason and will host a playoff game. The Pacific is loaded, which speaks to the overall strength of the Western Conference. As you look at the West as a whole, J.Y., are you teasing us right there are the Lakers your pick to win the West this season
7: actually I'm still going to go with Phoenix because here's one thing folks remember the rules at the NBA states there is I think a couple of exceptions with the back-to-back and one of them is LeBron James so I think he could be rested they may play the long game that's going to be the interesting thing but let's be honest man like Could you make a case for every one of those teams, including Sacramento, to win the West? Absolutely. I mean, the Pacific Division, absolutely. All five teams have their strengths and they have continuity in some sort. So it'll be interesting to see. I think with Phoenix, it's gonna be important for Frank Vogel, for that team, to get off to a really good start. I know, possibly no Bradley Beal tonight, but I do like the team. I think they addressed some of their uh, shortcomings with their bench through trades. And I really think that as much as you guys know, I'm the biggest DeAndre Ayton fan in the net, on the network. Yusuf Nurkic fits them perfectly. He doesn't need the ball to score. He's gonna rebound like crazy. Eight and a half rebounds. Is his point as rebound prop tonight? Be gonna look out for that later. But also the fact of uh, touch screens and will protect and is a sneaky good passer. Yusuf Nurkic is going to be a really good addition to Phoenix. They're talking about Beal a lot. They need to talk about Nurkic.
5: I'm high on the Suns this year, Coach. I think they're going to do big things this year. Another year, another superstar player added some bench depth there for the Suns. Things are looking up. Let's take a look at the MVP market. Nikola Jokic plus four thirty price. Doncic behind him at a plus five fifty. Maybe repeats in the card for Joel Embiid at a plus eight fifty price today. I know the season is just getting underway. MVP, who's it going to be, JY?
7: Y'all going to think I'm crazy? Where I'm going with? I'm going with Anthony Davis. Ooh. Because I think, I think I think there's a narrative now with Anthony Davis, which, you know, he showed himself, I think it was like 22 and 14 and a half, 3.1 blocks in the playoffs. For Anthony Davis, it's more about health than anything. Can he put together, and he's talked about wanting to play all 82 games. If the Lakers, and if I think the Lakers are going to compete in a Western Conference, LeBron has basically passed the torch off to Anthony Davis. He has got to be a guy that's got to be, let's be honest, folks, a 24, 12 and a half, two and a half to three blocks a game. If Anthony Davis capable of this, absolutely he is. Year two in Darwin Ham system, I do like the surrounding pieces that they got in Los Angeles. Particularly with their way to shoot the ball a little bit, obviously with Vincent. Uh, obviously, Torian Prince is a is a sneaky good uh, shooter. You got guys like Cam Reddish, Hachimura full year, Vanderbilt full year. The, the development of Reeves. But if the Lakers are going to do it, LeBron at some point's got to look at AD and say you have to take this team. If he does it, and I think he will, at thirty to one, that's a sneaky pick to win the MVP.
4: The Brow tied for the 10th best price at 30 to 1 alongside Donovan Mitchell in Minnesota's Anthony Edwards. JY, the final minute of this segment, you, myself, Kevin Walsh, together on draft night here in 2023 in the NBA. The number one overall pick, Victor Wembanyama, The coronation for Vic now leads into his rookie year. We knew he was going to be the first overall selection, JY, for the past two years. What do you expect to actually see on the hardwood in his rookie season?
7: Uh, you, you know what's that movie weird science that's him weird science because this ain't no Haley's comment this ain't you know the eclipse this is something that we've never seen before and I don't know if we're going to see it again I've been thoroughly impressed with Webayama Yama this whole um, preseason I think if, yeah. one thing to look at I think he may lead the league in blocks this year I think he's mm. going to be dynamic he will be the leading scorer so if you find Calvin yeah. Johnson point props look for under for Calvin Johnson. I think this guy, Wabayama, is going to be an absolute sensation and will take the league by storm.
4: Blocks per game. Leader plus 340. Hard to get past his 7-4 frame. A preview of the doubleheader on the opening night of the NBA. That's something A doubleheader on opening night of the 2023-24 NBA season begins tonight in Denver as the banner will rise for the first time in franchise history for the Denver Nuggets. I am Ben. Donnie is here, as is JY. Our coach gets you ready for the opening two games of this nba season so jy let's dive right in the nuggets a five and a half point favorite on trophy night on banner night as a new season begins in their path to repeat also gets underway five and a half points jy the spread against the lakers what do you think the atmosphere is like tonight in the mile high city it's going to be electric,
7: and obviously he says five, but yes, it, it is up to five and a half. I think I saw it at four and a half uh, last night, so it is moving. Uh, remember, there's no uh, Jared Vanderbilt in the lineup tonight for the Lakers. We'll see about Gabe Vincent. He is probable to play uh, for the Lakers. But when you look at this game, guys, I think there is something to an NBA opening night ring ceremonies at home it throws off everybody's routine. you you started, you shooting around at a certain time. You go in the locker room a certain time. You warm up for a certain time, and then you start the game. So then to see that interrupted, and then you have LeBron James on the other sideline seething because he knew he may have had one slip away last year with them not winning that Western Conference final versus the Nuggets. I actually do love the Lakers plus the 5.5 points. Like I talked to them, they played the games – Very, very closely uh, during the Western Conference Finals. Um, And I think this is going to be a game where they're going to be extremely motivated. Listen, folks, there's been a lot, it's been amazing. There's been a lot of trash talking going back and forth between the two organizations. It started really quickly after, you know, Mike Malone made comments about, uh, you know, maybe LeBron making excuses, so on and so forth, and AD, LeBron making comments. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. The NBA got this one right. Having this game tip off the season, that being said, give me the Lakers plus five and a half.
5: I like where you're going on there, Coach, also, because the one thing I've always said, the NBA doesn't miss. In big spots, the NBA provides. They could have easily slid in, like, San Antonio with Webb and Yama in this game or Golden State Warriors just to add some star power. But they knew what they had here, that powder keg over the summer building where one franchise feels slighted from the other one, teeing it up tonight. It's only one of 82, but it feels like a much, much bigger game than it is. Now, from a handicapping perspective, Coach, we always like to talk about this, the evolution of the season. You're finding your rotations early. You know, sometime come around December. December January February you know where you stand then you're just trying to get healthy for the playoffs but from a total perspective FanDuel has this game listed at 228 tonight it's in elevation it's game number one what can we expect from a scoring output are there props that you like on certain players maybe to the over or under or just a genuine handicap of the game do you lean unders or overs or does it matter early in the season
7: I don't think it doesn't matter. I, th- I think you'll get a really solid effort out of the Lakers defensively. But when you start looking at props, mm. got to remember, I just talked about Jared Vanderbilt out. Who am I looking at? Who played really well against Denver? How about Rui Hachimori at over nine and a half points? This is someone that can get out of the fast break. He can excel. You could play him at the four spot and start him. He can lead that second group. He can shoot it from three. He looked really comfortable, and he started to play better down the stretch. So, Rui Hachamore at at nine and a half points is something that I'm looking at, especially with Jared Vanderbilt being out. And on the other side, I talked about Michael Porter Jr.'s rebounds prop is at over five and a half at minus 106. Now, this is the Michael Porter Jr. that's six foot ten and needs to be better defensively and rebounding, and we all know that's the case. But how about if I told you that 11 of his last 15 games, including all four games in the Western Conference Finals, Michael Porter Jr. went over five and a half rebounds. Now, if Joker is going to have to deal with uh, you know, um, you know, AD, and there's and there's talk, there is talk about AD stepping out. Darvin Ham wanting to shoot more threes. So if Joker goes out, that means who's got to go in? That lends itself to Michael Porter. Michael
4: Porter Jr. over five and a half rebounds tonight. J.Y., it's a great point to look at some of the prompts this early on in the season. In the early season edges, where you think you might be ahead of a number as compared to the odds makers. a great way to find some early season profits. But, J.Y., one of the key matchups, of course, in the Western Conference Finals was duo versus duo. LeBron and AD for the Lake Show. Jokic and Murray for Denver. So, here on this opening night, which duo do you think has the better performance?
7: I'm, I'm actually going to give the, the duo of LeBron and AD the advantage tonight uh, because I do think it's something where, you know, you have these guys that are extremely motivated. And, and when you're when you're a veteran, guys, sometimes you need a way to just what, – what can you do to kind of get yourself going? And I think that is something that's going to be very interesting. And I think this, guys, I do think all four of them can find a way To get themselves to 20 plus points so how about this lebron a.d jokic murray all 20 plus points plus Mm. 250 on fanduel i think the stars will come out they'll play well that's a way to drop all their points props but nothing too crazy and find your way to plus money
5: Coach, by the way, you take a look at the Los Angeles Lakers, and the focus, obviously, is usually on LeBron James. Comes into the NBA as an 18-year-old. He is 38 years old, and it looks like no signs of of slowing down. Talk to me about this season how the Lakers will proceed with LeBron James and also the 65-game limit here to make sure that you're eligible for postseason awards or, should I say, seasonal awards in that spot. How do they handle LeBron James throughout the season, Coach?
7: We're going to have to handle him with care because at the end of the day, he's got to get to the finish line. I remember, he was banged up with yeah. that foot injury, which still could be a thing that we really haven't heard much about since the end of last season, Donnie. So I do think, LeBron, you handle him with care. Remember what I said, in regards to the fines by the NBA for, you know, missing games, back-to-back, stuff like that, LeBron does not qualify for that because of the number of games he's played or I think minutes where he's been played in his career. It's some kind of funky stat that allows him not to be charged with it. So I think they handle him with care. I'll be honest with you. As much as LeBron has done at all, I think for him it's about chasing Jordan in the rings, right? So to me, what is LeBron's choice? Play 65 games and, win and, and qualify for like an MVP or whatever? Or play less games and be healthy for the playoffs? If I'm LeBron and I'm the Lakers, to hell with the individual accolades, let's make sure this guy is raring to go at top speed Come playoff time.
4: Year number 21 for LeBron James. Last year in year 20, averaged nearly 29 points per game. The year before in year number 19, more than 30 points per game. So, no, it does not seem the king is slowing down any time soon. All right, J.Y., that's the first game up here in Denver this evening. Again, the Nuggets, a a five-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under around 228 and a hook. The second game, the nightcap of our doubleheader, J.Y., up in San Francisco. It's the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. And this game, just about an hour ago, J.Y., was listed near a pickup. It was going to be a showdown. Steph, Clay, Chris Paul making his debut as a Warrior against the big three on the other side kd d book and now bradley beal however bradley beal not expected to play tonight despite it being the opening night of the year and now the line is three and a half in favor of golden state does the absence jy of bradley beal affect your decision when it comes to how this game plays out tonight in san francisco
7: I expect points galore, and yes, it hurts to not have Bradley Beal, but at two, I know it's 232.5. It got up to, I think, 240, half. Now it's dropped down to 233. I assume that's because of the Bradley Beal news. Uh, but I do like the – oh, we got to remember this. Uh, 121, that's the points per game that Golden State was scoring during the preseason. 119.8, that is what Phoenix was scoring during the preseason. Scoring, guys, is up this year. And these are two teams that can absolutely do it. But let's be honest, guys, and we have to really talk about this, is who? when you look at the other side, who are the defenders? Like, who who are the guys that are going to go out and get you stops? You know, Draymond, you know, that's a stopper. You know, who's the rim protector? okay on Looney, Yusuf Nurkins. I talked about how they're going to be important to the teams, but that's more of rebounders than they are of actual, like, shot blocker rim protector types. So I think this game gets up and down. I absolutely love the total of 233 now that it's come down, basically a half point off of what it opened up as. I think you're going to have offensive fireworks because I do look at these teams and I don't see a lot of, especially on the perimeter. Maybe Clay's better a year after the surgery. I don't think we have strong defenders to guard Booker, Durant, you know, obviously Steph, Clay, even Wiggins. I think there's going to be a lot of fireworks in that game tonight in Golden State.
5: Coach, if we get fireworks tonight, three guys certainly brings our attention here. Steph Curry, 29.5 points. Also, Kevin Durant, 29.5 points listed at the FanDuel Sportsbook, closely followed by Devin Booker's 28.5. If I gave you a free wager on who's going to get their points prop to the over, which one of those three guys would you take tonight?
7: I, to me, I think it's, it's going to be Durant. You know, I, I, th- I think you just you, – he's, he's – he, the way he's carried himself, guys – and getting them in and out of organizations, I think it's hurting his legacy. You know, you shut down people's legacies. You score and you win, and you win with what you got. So I think I think uh, out of all those guys, I do like Kevin Durant to go over. But I talked to you guys about Yusuf Nurkic and that, that rebounding prop at eight and a half guys. is yeah. just it's so it's so tantalizing right there. So I'm gonna go one step forward. So if you think about it. Because if I think he can get to 10 rebounds, right? No Bradley Beal, you know, his points prop is, you get 10 plus points is minus 250 now with Beal out. How about you, Nurkic, double-double at plus 170 on FanDuel?
4: Sounds like that's something that could happen tonight. Mm. So, JY, we'll see how Bradley Beal fits in with his new team when he takes the floor for the first time this year. It might be a little bit jarring, but we are going to see CP3 out there tonight as a Golden State Warrior, alongside Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, and the rest of the Dubs. JY, the point god, as he is known. How do you believe Chris Paul will fit schematically alongside his new Warrior teammates? Offensively, he's probably going to be great because he's going to be able to get these guys the ball,
7: and he's going to take the load off of Steph's scoring rise, defensively. This pen could play better defense, pencil could play better defense than Chris Paul. So that's okay. no offense to the point guard, but he's not a strong defender. But he could bring it. So I think Chris Paul will do what he can to get guys involved. So you look at it, Chris Paul to record eight plus assists on FanDuel is at minus 108. I don't think he tries to score. I think he tries to get guys involved because let's be honest, guys, there's been a rivalry for when Chris Paul played with the Clippers versus Golden State. He's got to ingratiate himself to his new teammates. The way to do it is not scoring the ball. The way to do it is being a point guard and getting guys involved. Chris Paul,
4: A-plus assist tonight. Mm. J.Y., 45 seconds left in this segment. You told us you like the Suns to come out of the West. Who do you like to come out of the East? And who is James Young's NBA champion in 2023-24? I like the
7: Celtics coming out of the East.
4: The Celtics win the
7: NBA title. The Sixers absolutely implode. And one of my favorite bets to make New York Knicks over 44 and a half wins. I think they finished second place in the Atlantic Division. They passed Philadelphia. Philadelphia's in trouble. Embiid's probably going to ask out.
4: No bias there in that pick for the Knickerbockers either. Our coach James Young, JY, getting us ready for a new season in the association. I'm not sure how it looks out of the middle of a three box, but the fadeaway to break, we give you a best bet on the other side of that Um. we are live right here for one final time on the early line on this Tuesday as we close out our three hours together I am Ben he is Donnie in this is the Sports Grid app, the ultimate sports betting companion app available for download at both the Apple and the Play Store or just scan the QR code on your screen. Donnie, every NHL team in action on the ice tonight. A new NBA wow. season begins with a double header to open up this year and we have game number seven of the national league championship series in philadelphia you need the spiz grizz app five-star plays insight to make you a better sports better and more engaged sports fan but before we say farewell and we say goodbye it is time for our own five-star play or best bet it is time for bye 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 DRS, game number seven in Philadelphia. Is that what has your attention on this loaded
5: Tuesday in sports? It does. So I start by saying this. Phillies i know i can't take it no more it ain't no lie alec bohm i need you for one rbi plus 150 that's where we're going tonight bang it out come on Bohm. there's gonna be runners on base tonight i need you to come through tonight you can do it let's go that's where i'll leave right here alec bohm tonight bomb boom let's go that was so good that was on the fly yeah, it was on the fly. Come on, man. I got it all. It's oh frank. my god! You can't be. You cannot be scripted on this show. We're unscripted here. Oh my god!
4: It rhymed. It was perfectly in cadence. Look, it was gorgeous. I on this type of show, so don't get it twisted here. Yeah, Keep no, Down, we'll go. Listen. Let's go. I know I keep getting surprised by my co-host, Donnie Wrightside, yeah. singing, yeah. but when it's that beautiful, I feel like I have to. I'll just add Ranger Suarez over three and a half strikeouts. I think he's in this game long enough. He'll no. find at least four, and it's plus money. He had seven Ks in game three in Phoenix against the Diamondbacks. The singing man, Donnie Wrightside, will be back tomorrow. I'll be here as well. The early line on a Wednesday at 8 a.m. Eastern. will talk to you tomorrow.